0: Well, thank the Lord, Amen. He has been good. All right, give me about fifteen or twenty minutes this morning. I promise I won't keep you long. Oh, wait, you don't have anywhere to go, most of you. So, so I can preach all afternoon, right, brother? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I I told I tell everybody I don't like long-winded preachers, and Lord, lo and behold, I'm a long-winded preacher. That's just the way it goes. Man. So I guess that means I don't much like myself, but. Uh, but I am so thrilled to be here this morning. Boy, it's just good to be in the house of God. <laughs> Amen. There's just nothing. I know, listen, thank the Lord. I've already said it. Thank the Lord for technology. Praise the Lord. I've, I've heard a lot of people be critical of it, and a lot of them are having to go back and repent over that here recently. And, uh, but thank the Lord that we can come together uh, in spirit and in truth. Did you ever think about that? Even though you're not here physically, we're still worshiping together in spirit and in truth. Amen. And so we're covering the bases, whether we're here physically or not. And so I'm so thankful for the privilege to be able to do that today. We're going to look at very familiar passages of Scripture. I appreciate the songs Brother Teams picked out this morning. And of course, we sang that song, Where He Ends, Where Faith Begins. And Brother brother Teams, we sang, Trust and Obey, for There's No Other Way. That's what I'm going to preach on this morning. I'm going to preach on Trust Him. Amen. Trust Him. At the end of the day, let me just say this at the onset, He's the only one you can trust, amen? At the end of the day. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, very familiar passage of Scripture. Probably most of us uh, know it by heart. Uh, the, the, the Proverbs here, Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Well, that's a hard thing to do, isn't it? With all thine heart. That means give Him your all, everything you have. Trust Him with everything you have and lean not on thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge Him. He shall direct thy paths. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to worship You. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to live in America. Lord, we just can't thank You enough for the blessings of God and how good You've been to us. And Lord, we know these are trying times. I pray, God, that You'd help me continue to trust You more than I ever have. Help my family. Help my friends, help my church family. Lord, help us to put our faith and trust solely and completely in you during these times in which we live. We'll thank you and praise you. We need your help, Lord. I need your help. We all need your help. And I pray, God, that you'd help us. Thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Trust Him this morning. I want to say, and I've already said this at the onset, but just through all of this, the Lord is just uh, this this whatever you want to call it, uh, some people call it a crisis, some people call it a pandemic. Some people call it a -- I mean, there's all different opinions, and, and which kind of plays into the topic of the message today is that at the end of the day, I don't think any of us really know what's going on. but I can tell you one thing, He knows what's going on. And, and I can tell you another thing too, through all of this, God has, without question, uh, worked in my heart, Brother Jason, to help me, uh, to help me be more thankful. And help me be more appreciative of the things that God has given me. And I thought about this morning, just just there's so many things. Boy, I preach a message on uh, on how to have peace and how to have joy. And I talk about uh, something, an exercise that we all ought to do sometimes is just sit down and write down everything we can think of to be thankful for. Just take five minutes and do that. Boy, you'll be surprised when you really start thinking. On your worst day, on our worst day, we've got so much to be thankful for. And I thought about just in this... This crisis, if you want to call it, that we're going through, uh, something that I hadn't even thought about just till this morning. I looked out the window over there and I thought, "Boy, we've been having here before all this hit, we've been having some pretty miserable weather. (laughs) It seems like it's been raining every day. But if y'all just noticed how God, and I don't know, know, it's not like this everywhere, but here in the South, how God has just blessed us with some of the most beautiful weather that we've ever had. I mean, in recent memory, I can't remember just the weather being so nice and so pleasant. I said, I just want to say thank God for the weather this morning. And I, boy, it'd be awful to be going through this in a miserable, like London fog type sky, overcast all the time. But but God's give us the ability, the weather, and the and the, uh, and the ability, and just just such a blessed um, atmosphere to be able to go out and enjoy His creation. So I want to thank Him for that. I know that same may seem like a smile. I want to thank God for that this morning. I thought about how God has. Has given us time to do things that we've, we've all, you know, we all complain about how we never have time to do things. Well, the Lord said, Here you go. I'm giving you the time to do all those things that you never thought you had time to do. And, and praise the Lord for that. There's been things we've been able to get accomplished at our house. Uh, some, some, Most people don't know, but we've been remodeling our house in the last year, year and a half or so. Just had some horrible damage to it and had to come out of it. we just now gotten back in there and boy, we were thinking with our schedule that was so backed up. How in the world are we going to get all this stuff done? Well, God has a funny way of working things out. Amen? I, and listen, I know that ain't the way we want it to happen, but thank God He's given us the time to get some work done that we normally wouldn't be able to get done or didn't see a way to get done. God has blessed in spite of this storm. And now I thought about, boy, you talk about an important one, the family time that we've had together. Well, we'll look, I, I feel with all my heart, I believe in all, with all my heart, Brother Jason, that we'll look back years down the road. If the Lord doesn't come back, we'll look back and we'll, we'll thank God for giving us this time to be able to spend with those we love Time that we would have never had before. Time with family. Time with friends. Now some of us are going to look back and say, thank God it ended when it did because I was about to kill everybody in the house. And you know that's the way it is, right? We know that's the way it goes. But listen, I want to say thank God for the time I've been able to spend with my family and with my friends that never would have had had God not sent this trial into our lives. He's a good God through the trial and through the valleys. I I want to say, and I mentioned this all, but I want to thank God that He's given me during through all this, he's given me a more appreciative attitude and a more thankful heart, and a more thankful. I feel like a lot of us will come out of that with a new and a, maybe not a new, but a more a more acute, a better perspective on how we should be thankful and grateful for the blessings of God that He's given us in our lives. A lot of us complain about going to work. I'm thankful I'm able to go to work. Amen. A lot of us complain about all these different things and that, we, that we sometimes deem as burdensome and as tiresome and makes us weary and, and gets us down. But I tell you what, I'm thankful for those things today. I'm thankful for the things and, the th- and, and, and just want to be thankful that God has given me more of a spirit of appreciation for my health, for my home, for my friends, for work and all those types of things. And then I'll tell you this, here's the last thing I thought about. Just that I just wrote all these down sitting over there. But I, I'm thankful that God, and I believe this with all my heart, God has drawn me closer to Him during this time. And I believe most of us that are saved by the grace of God can testify to that this morning, is that when we come out of this, we can thank God that He's He's drawn us closer to Him and given us a closer relationship with Him. And if He hasn't done that, I would check up this morning because these are the times, listen, uh, David over and over and again, I don't have time to read on the Psalms, but when God brought those trials in his life, or even, listen, not trials, not necessarily trials that God brought in, maybe it's self-inflicted trials, maybe it's trials and storms that we bring on ourselves. We all, want, all always look for an opportunity through these trials, through these valleys to draw closer to our Heavenly Father. And I want to thank Him. That he's that he's allowed me to do that this morning and my family through all this, but just had that boy. I know I've wasted about all my time just thanking God, but there's no listen. There there there's no wasted time when we're thanking Him. That's good. So I want to preach just a little bit on trusting Him. Give me just a few minutes here. We've read the the passage already. I want to say by way of introduction, I want to mention some things you cannot trust. Okay, now there's a list of mile long. You know, you can't trust lawyers and you. Can't trust politicians, we all know that, and things like that, all these little puns and quirk, things like that. But I want to give you three things, Just to, I grew up listening to Brother Sten at Blue, and I try to alliterate everything if I can, and I thought of three F's this morning that kind of encompasses the great majority of things that we, especially in the day and hour which we live now, some things you can't trust. Number one, you can't trust your feelings seems like more and more today, Brother Jason, especially, I tell you what, I don't want to get all political and everything, but we live in a society of it's all about how you feel. And if it it feels good, do it. If it don't feel good, it must be wrong. The problem with that is everybody's feelings are different. And you're you're just completely defying logic if you deny that. But everybody has different feelings about different things. And the bottom line is your feelings will lie to you. Can I put it this way? Your heart will lie to you. The Bible says in Jeremiah seventeen nine, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Listen, the last thing on earth that you and I need to trust this morning is our heart. is our feelings. It'll lie to you. It's deceitful. It's desperately wicked. Boy, those are some strong words, but it's nevertheless the Word of God. Feelings betray. Feelings lie. Feelings deceive, and I'll just say this, during this crisis that we're going through, this pandemic, if you will, this this valley, this trial, people are preying upon people's feelings. Shame on you if you do that. This is not the time to be calling into question anybody and everybody's opinion that they may not may have or may not have. This is not the time or the, the season to be calling into question the compassion of another person just because they may not agree with you 100% on exactly what's going on. Can I say it again? I don't believe anybody knows what's going on right now. I don't believe our president knows what's going on right now. I don't believe any politician knows. I don't believe a lot of the doctors know what's going on right now. This is unprecedented. This is a not This is not the time to trust your feelings. Not at all the time to trust your feelings. You can't trust your feelings. Bible says right here, lean not unto thine own understanding. Amen? That means don't trust what you think. Just don't, don't put much faith in what you feel. And then number two, you can't trust your feelings. Let me tell you that. You, let me say this: you can't trust the front page. Amen. And I and I'll just say this: I won't call specific names, but depending on what you're looking at, you really can't trust trust the front page. I saw a report the other day. There was a there's a news I posted it on my Facebook and. And sometimes I wonder what I should post or if I should post. I told somebody the other day, I said, I just try to be that balance. There's so much on that other side. I try to just post so much on this other side to try to balance out a little bit, Brother Cofield. But I saw a report, and this is, I mean, you can look it up yourself, but one of the major news outlets was reporting on what was going on in New York and how terrible it was. And they were using footage from Italy when they were talking about the New York City crisis. Now, I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how you cut it. And I'm not trying to get political. I'm going to say that a few times this morning. But that ain't right. You can't trust that. You ought to be, as a reporter, as a journalist, you ought to be the pinnacle. You ought to be a picture of trustworthiness. And you ought to just report the truth and say the truth and not try to slant it one way or the other. Now, if you're an op-ed writer, that's one thing. But if you're a major news outlet, that's your job just to report what is the news? Shame on you for doing that. So, but, you, but that's just the bottom line. You can't trust what you see on the front page. I thought about it as I was as I was thinking about that point there, Brother Jason. I thought about that passage of Scripture other in Acts chapter number 17 where those, those Christians there in the book of Acts, it said they were th- th- these were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they received the Word with all readiness of mind. If you study that phrase, all readiness of mind, that, that literally means with eagerness. They received the word that Paul was preaching to them, that was teaching to them there in the synagogue, with eagerness, with all readiness of nine. But the next verse said, but they, and they searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. So th- though they received it eagerly, they received it with great care. They made sure to to, to study for themselves to see if those things were so that the Apostle Paul was preaching. Can Can I implore you this morning? Listen, as you're listening to all this news, as you're reading all this in the papers, as you're studying the Word of God through all this, listen, I'm not saying don't listen. I'm not saying don't pay attention. But make sure you do your homework. Somebody say amen right there. And find out whether those things are so. Because you can't project, you can't trust the front page stories. I mean, just through all this, and I'll move on to just through all this, stories have changed, models have changed, projections have changed, statistics have changed so many times that that I've just, I've frankly, I've lost track. With a couple, I really have. I don't know what to believe anymore. Every every country's different. They've all got different rates and all this stuff. Listen, you can't trust what you read on the front. You can't trust your feelings. You can't trust the front page, and then you can't trust. Here's another. One I thought about. You can't trust the future. So what are you talking about, by the way? Listen, I'm not talking about, listen, you can trust the future that the Bible talks about. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Everything that the Word of God has said is going to come to pass has come to pass. Everything that the Word of God says will come to pass will come to pass. You can trust it. But i tell you what you can't trust. You can't trust your future. You can't trust your plans that you have made. You can't trust what you're planning to do tomorrow. You can't trust the stock market. You can't trust all, all these things that are based upon projections and conjecture. I'm just going to go ahead and bust your bubble this morning. You cannot trust it. The Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. In Proverbs 27.1. I tell you, well, you, you say, here's a prime example of this. Just over a month ago, every one of us were just chugging right along Business as usual. Go to work, go to church, living our generally mundane, everyday lives. Or I like to say we're free, dumb, right? We're the dumbest bunch of free people that's ever we're spoiled rotten. We just everything's been given, handed to us on a silver platter, and we just every day wake up and take for granted that this day is going to be just like the one before it, and everything's gonna go exactly how we had planned. And boy, I tell you what, God has a way of shaking things up, don't he? Now I'm not saying God necessarily sent this, but God definitely knows what He's doing. And He knows exactly how to let you see that your plans and my plans mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. And you cannot trust the future. Secure jobs, secure homes. Look how fragile life is. Plans get wrecked. Plans get changed. So you can't trust your feelings. You can't trust the front page. You can't trust the future. Then I want to give you just a few things and then I'll be through. You can trust God. In fact, He's the only thing that you can trust. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean on thine understanding, all the ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. In such a great time of uncertainty, we can trust God. What can we trust? Number one, you can trust His Word. Every single word of it. You can trust it. I've already said it, there's never been a thing that's been prophesied that hadn't come to pass. There's never been a promise He's made that He hadn't kept. God God says it. It's not God said it, I believe it. No, God said it, that settles it. You can rest assured that what God says is the truth and you can put your faith and trust in it. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof faileth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel I submit to you this morning, you can trust God's Word. When you can't trust the front page, thank God you can trust these pages. Amen. Wholeheartedly put your faith in trust. Heaven and earth shall pass away in Matthew 24, but my words shall not pass away. Thank God, in a world of uncertainty, you can trust His Word. Number two, you can trust His will. Amen, you can trust the will of God. Now there's a lot of time I don't have time to get into it. I know there's all kinds of debate over the permissive will of God and the perfect will of God and the direct will of God and all the I mean there's all these listen, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I've tried to study it and I get more confused. the more I study. It. I just want to say this this morning, I believe I believe the will of God is not something He is keeping from you. Amen. I don't believe it's difficult to find the will of God. I believe we complicate finding the will of God. I believe the will of God. Listen, if you want to know the will of God for your life, God will show you the will of God for your life. We're the ones that complicate it. And I'll just say, well, what is the will of God for my life? What, what, what are you talking about, this will of God that I can trust for my life? Well, I'll give you some verses out of the Word of God that will tell you what the will of God is for your life. Number one, it's the will of God that you be saved by the grace of God. Somebody say amen right there. If you're listening this morning by way of the internet, by way of radio, whatever, and you don't, you're not saved or you don't know you're saved by the grace of God, I can tell you without reservation, it is the will of God for you to be saved by the grace of God. The Bible says who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. If you don't know the Lord this morning, you want to be saved, guess what? You can be saved by the grace of God. And I implore you this morning, you say, well, what do I need to do to be saved? Well, it ain't about what you need to do, amen. Thank God it ain't about what we need to do, because I would have messed that up a, whole, a long time ago. He's already done it. He's already paid the price on that old cross for your sin. All you have to do is put your faith and trust in Him and believe that He died on that cross for your sins. Repent, turn from your sins. He'll take you just like you are. Don't try to clean up before you come to Him. Thank God He'll do that after you come to Him. Amen. And He'll save you this morning. It's His will for you to be saved by the grace of God. Then after you're saved, you say, what else is the will? What else can I trust is the will of God? It's His will for you to be sanctified. Say, so what does that word mean? By the way, I don't know what that that simply means to live for Him, Amen. To give yourself wholeheartedly to Him, for this is the will of God. Even your sanctification, Peter Paul said there in First Thessalonians. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification that you should abstain, that you should abstain from fornication. If you stay by the grace of God, you ought to live for God. You ought to try to live right. You ought to try to do it. Does that mean you're going to be perfect? Absolutely not. You're going to mess up every day of your life. There's going to be bad thoughts coming into your mind continually. Things you just can't control. As long as you're in this flesh, you're going to battle the flesh, battle the world, battle sin. But I tell you what, if you're saved by the grace of God, you ought to do your due diligence like Paul said over in Philippians chapter 4, these things which you've both heard and seen and all these, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm butchering it up, but... That which is pure, that which is good, that which Think on these things. Do these things. Paul said every day you wake up, if you're saved by the grace of God, say, God, I'm going to purpose in my heart to crucify the flesh to the and the work crucify my flesh to you and live a sanctified life in your honor and glory. It's God's will for you to be saved. God's will for you to be sanctified. It's God's will for us to be satisfied. Amen. Now, I know there's a lot of preachers that have butchered that up and they preach this prosperity gospel and say that if you're saved that oh nothing will ever go wrong, you'll never have any trials or valleys or tribulations. Boy, they're looking pretty bad about right now, aren't they? Because last time I checked, everybody on planet earth is going through a valley right now. So if you're saved by the grace of God, you're going to suffer. Yea, and all the will of God, in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But let me say this this morning. If you are saved by the grace of God, it's God's will for you to be satisfied. Doesn't mean everything's going to go right all the time. Doesn't mean you ain't going to fight some battles. Doesn't mean you ain't going to go through some struggles. But through it all, amen, you can be thankful and be grateful and be satisfied in knowing the will of God for your life. And everything, the Bible says, Paul said there in Philippians, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's God's will to be satisfied, saved, sanctified, safe. It's God's will for you to be serving. Amen. I thought about over there in, in Ephesians chapter 6, I read this and it's that passage about, about children and, and husbands and wives. But there's a passage in there about servants. And it says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ we serve each other. We serve Christ. Not what I service as, as men-pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, Brother Jason. It's God's will for us to serve and to be a servant there in Ephesians chapter number 6. So you say, what's the, what's the will of God? What can we trust? We can trust the will of God. We can trust the will of God. It's the will of God for us to be saved, sanctified, satisfied, and to serve God and others. Boy, in this time right now, God has given us an opportunity to be a servant. God has given us an opportunity that will probably never come our way again, brother teams. We'll probably never have this opportunity, an opportunity quite like this again, to where we can serve a lost and dying world and serve our, our fellow laborers, and serve each other and serve God. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. God help us not to miss this opportunity. So we can trust His Word, we can trust His will. And real quickly, the last two, We can trust His ways. Amen. The Bible said there in our text, He shall direct thy paths. When you don't know which way to go, you just trust His way. Amen. He'll show you His way. So I don't know what His way is. Just get your Bible out and read it. He'll show you right quick what His way is. Amen. Again, we complicate the thing so much. Just pray and ask Him. He'll show you. The Bible said in Isaiah 58, God said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know what I want to say to to that verse right there? Thank the Lord. Amen? Because I've messed things up, brother. I don't know about y'all, but I've messed things up over and over again. I could stand up here from here to eternity, telling you the ways that Wesley Morrison has messed things up. Why? Because I did it my way and didn't do it His way. Thank God His ways are higher than our ways. Even when we don't understand it, the song we sang this morning, right on time. You just let Him take the reins. Amen? And it may not happen when you, when you, ha- when you want it to happen or how you want it to happen, but rest assured it will happen in His time the way He wants it to happen for your life. Trust His ways. Thank the Lord that we're just good at messing things up, aren't we? So you can trust His Word, you can trust His will, trust His ways. And then I thought about this in closing. You can trust His why. And when I say that this morning, I'm not saying we are always going to know why. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Can I just be honest? Can I just be straightforward? I don't know why this is happening. I mean, I look back on our country here in these last few years, and, and I do believe that God has given us another opportunity with, and I, again, I don't want to get all political, but I thank God for the way that our country has been progressing these last few years. God has blessed us. Uh, We've got more religious freedom than we've had recently. We've we've got more economically than we've had from it. It seemed very much so. And I believe that God has blessed our country and blessed our president and vice president. But part of me goes, well, why is this happening now then? And I'll be honest with you, I don't know why it's happening. I don't have a clue why it's happening, to be honest with you. I I I can... I, can, I have conjecture, I have opinion, but I really don't know at the end of the day why, but I tell you who knows why he knows why. He knows exactly why it's happening and whether that reasoning is good or bad, you and I can put our trust in knowing and put our, and take comfort in knowing that God knows why everything happens. You can trust his why this morning. I say this is when God always answers prayer. Do you know that? He always answers prayer. He just don't always answer it like we want Him to answer it. But He answers it. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is not exactly what we want to hear. But He answers prayer. God has a why. These are scary times, uncertain times. Can I I plead with you this morning? Trust His why. Trust His ways. Trust His will. Trust His word. It's okay to ask why. Do you know that? All throughout the Bible, David time and time again asked why. The disciples asked why. Have you ever thought about that? The disciples that were with Jesus every single day and saw His miracles and knew that He was God in the flesh, they still asked Him why. And they still at times fell short, didn't trust Him like they should. I mean, one chapter you'll read about Him feeding 5,000. The next chapter they forgot He's done it and they think they're going the boat's going to sink. That's how, I mean, they just... So it's okay. Listen, you're going to ask God why from time to time, but trust His why. He knows exactly what He's doing. Farther along we'll know all about it, right? Farther along we'll understand why. Cheer up my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. One of these days we'll know exactly why He did what He did. We'll understand His timing. We'll know the why. But until then, let's trust His Word, trust His will, trust His ways, trust His why. I'm working on a song. I'm not a songwriter, but I've dabbled in it a little bit. And I'm working on a song. I hope the Lord lets me finish it here pretty soon. But the chorus just simply says this. When I don't know, I'll trust Him. And that's the hardest thing in the world to do, Brother Cofield. That's the hardest thing to do is when you don't know what's going on. When you don't know the answers. Yeah. That's the hardest time in the world to trust Him. But that is the time we need to trust Him most. Lord, when I don't know, I'll trust You. And I, I pray that that's our prayer, all of us this morning. That God would help us to trust Him more through this valley and this trial that we're going through. Thank the Lord for His blessings. Amen. Thank Him for His goodness and His mercy. Pastor Cofield, you come around and close out as you see.
1: Well, what a blessing, amen! What a timely message. I appreciate so much, brother Wesley, uh, yielding to the Lord and uh, delivering the message God laid on his heart, and that'll help us. That'll help everyone listening, amen. Let's uh, have an invitational song, and would y'all like to sing another one, amen? Just uh, I'd I'd like to sing a few, but um, we're going to have a word of prayer, and I want to give an invitation while they play something or sing something, and. um, And and this is this, we need to increase our faith. All of us need to have more faith. And especially when trying times like these, we need to realize we need a Savior. And so I want you to bow your head and close your eyes right where you're at, in your home, or wherever you might be. And I want you to just ask God to speak to your heart again about this message. You know, we can't trace God, but we can trust him. There's a lot of things we can't trust. We can't trust our feelings. We can't trust the front page. and We can't trust the future, our plans. But we sure can trust his word, his will, his ways, and even his why. And that was a great message. But I want you to ask your question tonight or this morning. Are you trusting the Lord? Are you trusting the Lord? Let me just ask you this ultimate question. Have you trusted the Lord as your personal Savior? I want to ask your question. There's a lot of in the headlines today, but if you died today, do you know for sure that you'd go to heaven? If you're not 100% sure of that, in your heart, you need to do something about it. You need to trust the Lord. You need to invite him to come into your life, turn your life over the Lord. I mean, that means repent, turn your life over the Lord, and give what's left of your life to God. And you can just simply trust what he did for you at Calvary. He died for you. He was buried. And three days later, he arose from the dead. And if you've never trusted him, our prayer is that God will use this singing and use this good message from the word of God to convict your heart that you need God. And maybe there's someone in your family, maybe there's someone you know that's um, lost. will don't you pray for them right now during this invitation, during this time, uh, while they sing a song Maybe you just like to bow where you're at. Make an altar at your fireplace or uh, next to your couch, next to your bedside and just fall on your knees and say, Dear God, save my loved ones. I mean, boys and girls and men and ladies without Jesus are going to hell. And I'm glad that I could sing that song, I'm not going to hell. But listen, I want to tell you something. Don't take a chance. Be sure, be very sure That you're saved. And then, for we Christians, all of us, we need to live by faith. Not by our feelings, certainly not by the front page, and not by our focus or our future. We need to live by faith. Maybe you'd like to kneel right where you're at, bow your head, close your eyes just for a few moments. We got time for this, we got a lot of time for this. And just say, Lord, please increase my faith. And I believe that you ought to make some commitments. How faithful were you before this crisis? How faithful were you when the church was open? Did you let things get in the way? Now those things are not in the way. But I want to tell you something. When things get good, and I believe they will get good, and God's going to continue to bless, and God's going to bring us through this, we need to commit in our hearts. Not only will I have faith, but I'll be more faithful. So sing something, brothers and sisters, if y'all would, and let's, let's meditate on this message. Let's get something out of it. Let's not rush through this hour. Let's ask God to touch our heart.